This is Travis Holtry from Foreman Watson Holtry. You've tuned in to 102.7 The Game, ESPN Radio, Owensboro, Kentucky. The Kentucky Broadcasters Association's Station of the Year, WLME-FM Lewisport. Now, to your Live at Five hosts, Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans. We're on the air. 102.7. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Yes, sir, it's Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Hello, sports fans, and welcome to Live at Five. It's Live at Five, and it's brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree, FWHlegal.com. And now, your host for Live at Five, Stephen A. Turner. What's up and welcome to Live at Five, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtree, dedicated to you, committed to justice. That's FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner here on the floor, Concept Studios, joined by Coach Vic Evans. How's it going, man? Hump day. It is hump day. Halfway home. We are halfway home and just right around the corner, baseball, softball, media day. Monday. Powered by Southwire. Monday or all day right here on 1027 The Game, powered by Southwire. Getting ready for spring sports. I mean, last couple weeks, spring's kind of been in the air, I guess. It has. You're in that crossover period where we're going to be really busy with a lot of basketball, but we have to get, I mean, you know, last year we jumped headfirst into spring sports to make sure they were covered like they should be. And this year we're just going to raise the bar even more. Yes, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing that that continue to grow. I thought Media Day for Basketball was great. So much, so much positive feedback and bringing it over to spring sports that often get overlooked. Yes. Baseball and softball gets jammed into the back end of the school year so badly that they're playing out of season, really. I mean, you're you're having to play game practice right now outside. Whenever. Well, it's not too bad right now, it's but not bad, normally. But, but most of the time, yes. and to be honest with you, there's still some more weather coming down yes. the road. You know it's not just going to stay like this. No. So spring sports really has always got the short end of the stick. All the way back to when we first started covering, I said, we've got to bring coverage to the spring because – you know, being an Apollo guy, you know, baseball is yeah. huge. I'm like, we got to push spring sports as much. And it's been a pleasure. And to be honest with you, on the state level, it's where we're most competitive. So looking forward to uh, spring sports on the softball side and the baseball side. And you can learn more about it on Monday, all day long, right here on 1027 The Game. And live streaming on the Third Region Sports Network. It's a great partnership. And uh, and we're looking to expand that partnership a little bit. And hopefully after tomorrow, we'll have some other news that we'll get to announce. We're working on it. We're working on it. It's a work in progress. Uh, download the Owensboro Radio app. You can listen anywhere in the world. Follow along 1027 The Game social media. Green River Area Federal Credit Union text line at 270-903-0389. Subscribe and like on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you consume your podcast. We have a jam-packed uh, scoreboard segment. It's so big, it'll take two segments to get it all in. We've got an above-all roofing, true or false. I'm looking be forward fun. to it. I never give Vic the He gives me the heads up on the LA5 <laughs> so I can do a little studying. I just throw these at Vic off the fly sometimes just to get a reaction. And then it's Wesley and Wednesday. So I've been waiting. Every day I go to the Division Two rankings, and I'm waiting for the regional rankings to drop. It's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? 2-15. Well, I'm gonna, we're, we're going to predict them today okay. on the men's side. On the men's side. The women's side. side is a little bit 
the, the women are going to be in. The, right now, if the season ended today, I'm confident the women would get an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament. They, they're right now, if I had to guess, I'm going to say they're right, they'll be ranked fourth in the Midwest region. And that's firmly in there. Firmly in. Even with three upsets in the in the, in the the tournaments. That could change a little bit. Tomorrow you got the big game down at Trevecca that's going to play huge. you got Ursling coming up that's going to play huge. So they got to keep winning. But as of right now. As of right now, they're fourth. So what we're, what we're wanting to talk about later is where the heck do the men stand? Because these rankings across the board, pretty head-scratching. Even in the own conference, they're a little head-scratching. So we'll try to dive into that on the very back end. And then we'll talk UK at the very end because, let's be honest, when they win, it's just not front-page news. Well, the, the, the big news was, for the first time in like three and a half years, they had their full allotment of players last night, Steve. Yeah, it was And nice. what happened? One of them got hurt. Of course. <laughs> of course. But, uh, you know, I, that's kind of a joke. I, I expected them to they bounce back. Good. They did. They played good defense. We'll talk about it. Before we get out of here today, but uh, looking looking forward uh, to a big time show as last night we were over at Ohio County. Me and the professor will be back there tomorrow night. But it, the atmosphere we left early yesterday, and I, in my mind I'm thinking we left too early. Well, you originally said you want to leave like at six or you know somewhere after six, and I was like, it's going to be a big game. We need to leave earlier just for parking reasons. And as soon as we drove into the school, I thought. Everybody agrees because yes. everybody's already here. <laughs> yes. and, and it set the tone for the atmosphere right out of the gate. I thought both uh, fan bases really brought it last night on the boys' and the girls' well, side. Yeah, I've got to give a shout-out to Butler. I mean, Ohio County brought it well, too. But Butler outnumbered them. They I did. Mean, Butler. On the, on the adult side. Yes. Yeah, the student section may be a little, it was about, yeah, yeah. It was a little heavier on the Ohio County side, rightfully so. They're at home. But the adults, man, Butler County, and I, I preached on on Beach Tree in the preseason. If you're a Butler County fan, and maybe you don't, you only go to two or three games a year. Try to go to them all because it, these types of teams that Butler County have, they, they don't come around very often. No, and, and and that's not just a shot at Butler County. That's that's for any school. I mean, outside of maybe the Red Devils. I mean, just the consistency of uh, that, that, these types of teams come around is maybe once in a decade if you're lucky. And so I've been preaching to Butler County, follow this team, support this team, and have a blast doing it. You'll make memories with it. And they're doing it. They, they went on the road last night, and they packed it from the ceiling to the floor, and it was a great atmosphere for Butler last It was night. a great as- atmosphere, and what it really – showed me was our idea of coming up with the school spirit award which we're in the process of having a really nice award steve yes and it's gonna be it's gonna be a physical award we're actually gonna have something to give to the school that has the best school spirit and this is not just student section you got to have a great student section you got to have a great adult crowd you got to have a good band and and this is this is a, a full embodiment of what school spirit is about at the regional tournament. And we're gonna pick a winner when the tournament's over. We're gonna have a physical award to give them. And I'm and and and, and that last night showed me that there are a couple front runners if they can get there. They're oh, right there's there no doubt. Brag, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And and that's I don't think I would be here in this chair right now if not for the atmospheres that I grew up in in those gyms. That's what created my passion and created my love for high school sports was the energy you would get in the gyms, especially in tournament time. During rivalry games, yes, but especially in tournament time. I can still remember 
all the way back to 1988. I was eight years old, but I remember it. And those things really stand out. And that, that passion started then. And there's just something about the energy when a team makes a run or, you know, they hit a big shot and then it, the, the, the roof comes off the place. And it just can't be replicated. It's just... It's just very special, especially in Kentucky high school basketball, which to me is one of the most pure forms of sport we right. have left. You still got the Sweet 16. It's still everybody versus everybody. The biggest schools playing the smallest schools. We haven't done like Indiana. Done Never do stupid that. like Never class classed it. Never class. And it's the dumbest thing Indiana ever did. And and, and so, yeah, and, and you know, you saw it last night in that first half. That place was electric. Now, in the second half, Butler took care of business and kind of deflated one side. It did. It, it did. And it was, there was still some explosions from the crowd on some big runs that Butler had in the second half. They won it 61-45. First time to get eyes on them in person last night. I mean, of course, you know what Ty Price is. 22 points per game. You just kind of come to expect 20 to 40 mm-hmm. from Ty every night out. But I think what gets lost in the shuffle with Ty is just how much he gets his teammates involved. I mean, the, the distribution, the attention that he draws and his ability to distribute the ball to his teammates is one of the more underrated aspects of his game. And I thought early on, you know, when maybe the team was a little sluggish from a district outing on Monday, having to come to Ohio County again on Tuesday, I thought Lawson Rice, who earned our player of the game honors for the, the overall effort, he had 15 but in the first half, the hustle plays, getting on the floor, loose balls, just kind of was the guy who had the energy from the outset. And, and then all the rebounding. I think they had 19 offensive boards last night. And it wasn't just Rice. What I was impressed with, one, it was my first I was getting on to Griffin, Briar Griffin, who hit big shots whenever they were struggling offensively, hit a couple big threes back-to-back. Uh, back. You know, we talk about Aiden Air, most underrated. Briar's right there. I mean, on this show – and Briar Griffin's in the conversation. We haven't talked about him a whole right. lot, but he's a dude. That 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 those two guards, they can score with anybody in the state. Well, and I think what gets lost too is you know you got Castleman and Deweese who are also underrated in the fact that with Rice, those three absolutely dominated the boards last night. And what Castlin did, I know Decker had thirteen. I think is what he ended up with, maybe fifteen. But what he did, every bucket Decker got was an absolute – he had to bring his lunch pail because he was literally – you know, it reminds me of the Hoosier movie where when they're going to play the big game and the guy – the you know, Gene Hackman tells the guy, I, I want you to think that he is bubblegum, and at the end of the game, I want to know what flavor he is. <laughs> and when the guy fouls out, he goes, sits on the bench, and Hackman looks down there and raises his hands. It's like, well – and he goes – he was Dantine. You know, that was how Decker had to feel last night because everywhere he went, Castlin was all over him. It was a great defensive job by Castlin. And every point Decker earned, he had to earn. Yeah, and, and those are your glue guys. You know, Castlin and DeWeese, they do all the, the, the grunt work that maybe doesn't get recognized. But we definitely noticed Castlin. He had back-to-back steel run-out layups to reward himself for the hard work. And he was very physical. With Decker, I know a lot of people in Ohio County have said, hey, a little too physical, right? Being grabbed on the lower block, some things that maybe you don't see. But I promise that's you this. basketball today. Come tournament time, that's just going to be the way it's going to be played. But I think, I think too, on the other side for Ohio County, I don't and, – and, and listen, this game wasn't extremely competitive in the second half. No. But I'm not going to – last night when I left, I thought – Ohio County can't beat Butler. And that's my that was my mentality. But the more I've I've thought about it, 
things change a lot come come di- you know regional tournament time. And, and I know Ohio County and knowing Coach Decker didn't show a whole lot last night. There was some opportunities where maybe you could get Carter Young on the block. They didn't. They did it maybe once or twice, but maybe it's one of those things where we're not gonna show you that you know that we can exploit that a little bit. Also, later in the game when they switched Carter out on the on the wing and getting those open looks. You saw it once, but you didn't really see it again. I'm not so sure that some points during the game that Coach Decker wasn't tinkering with some things because they changed their defense up multiple times. Mm -hmm. They changed their offensive looks up multiple times. And I'm not saying you always play to win the game, but I'm saying that maybe in a regional tournament game you might have saw a couple things a little bit more that would have made this game maybe a little bit more competitive. But at the end of the day, what it did tell me was you can't beat Butler County with a great defensive effort. You have to score. Yeah. And I mean, you, yes, is it going to help you to limit them in points? Obviously. You just have to outscore them. You know, it's what the professor has taught me doing games with him. But that being said, I don't think you can limit this, you know, Butler County team to 50 points, even on a stellar defensive night. You're going to need to score in the 60s. This game was played at Ohio County's pace the entire first half. Butler didn't shoot the ball well, and with one minute to go, they had 17 points in the first half. Yeah. And they finished with 61. You know, they went on a run. And the thing about Butler, and you're right, the thing about Butler is there's going to be some shots you take that is going to be head-scratching and some and some plays they make. It, and I said it last night on the broadcast. It's like watching Dillingham play for UK. Like, there are going to be some plays you're going to make, and you're like, what are you thinking? But you have to let him play free because that's when he's good. Butler forced some bad shots last night with a three. They settled for a lot of long threes early in the game. And you're thinking, you know, that's just not a good shot. But the thing about it is, and I think Coach Dockery's done a great job is, He's letting these guys play free, and he's going to accept some of that. And then they made some adjustments and got a, And I thought in the, the little zone they were playing, got some really good corner looks and attacked the boards. But they shoot it so well. Even, even when they don't shoot it well, which they didn't, there's not there's always that point in time where they're going to come down and hit like three straight threes and t- and turn a and turn a four point deficit into a five point lead. It's the Warriors mentality. It is. It's, and it's modern basketball. That is why you can't you can't go into a game thinking we're going to slow it down and beat them 47-45. It's just not going to work because they're going to hit enough shots, they're going to crash good. the boards yeah. enough to beat you like that. And so I'm like you. You better you're going to have to score 65 60. is probably the number. You, well, uh, 62. You could have scored 62 last night and won. Uh, I think Butler took their foot off the gas in the oh, fourth a little bit. Yeah. I think 65, anything below that, you're going to have a really hard time. I mean, you time. literally, with like I said, with 47 seconds left, this is a team that's scoring 78 points a game. You had them at 17 at halftime, and they still found a way to score 61 and could have scored more. Right. And so, uh, you know, it, it's one that I think I think but Ohio go back to the drawing board. But at the end of the day, I was just I was just kind of excited to get to get eyes on both teams in person. I'll see Ohio and, and Catholic I, and again. And I do Thursday. think Ohio has the ability to be a really good tournament team. My question is: is when they go to face the Butlers or the Davis Counties, and maybe even the Catholics, you'll know on Thursday. Somebody else, you know what you're going to get out of Decker, and and Young only had nine. It was a great job by Deweese last night defensively. Yeah, yeah. They've got to find that consistent third score. Now, you can see last night where they really missed Carson Kennedy. Well, and there's a couple so, of guys on the floor that maybe don't look to shoot. Right. And that, I think, changed in the second half where Butler said, well, if you're not going to shoot, we're just going to sag down in the paint and make Brian life Griffin really difficult. Brian Griffin sat in the paint 
for most of the second half just letting his guy, if he was going to shoot, that shoot. Hurt, I think that hurt Bo Morris. Yes. I, I think it clogged. And the cutters. Yeah, and, and so, in the yeah, the back cuts with Ward. So, not only that, but when you do make, when you do get a nice cut in the basket, you got to immediately run as fast as you can back to the other end because Butler's looking to get back on you, Kentucky style, back to the rim. We've seen that multiple times where Ohio would score, and before we even looked up from the stat sheet, Butler's landing in on the other end. No, there was one where, you know, Carter Young got a great steal and went down, and it was two-on-one. It took it straight to the rack and dunked at home, and there was a little bit of acceleration, and then like 2.2 seconds later, Butler was scoring on the other end. Yeah. And, and there are times where they will gamble for steals and give up easy buckets so they can get you playing their pace. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of watching the Loyola and Marymount play back in the day with Bo Kimball and Hank Gathers and and those guys. They didn't mind giving up some buckets early in the game to get you playing at the pace they want you playing at because they know they can outscore you. I thought that's what they did in the second half, and it was a you know a game that kind of got away from Ohio. Looking forward to seeing if we might. See it again. And the problem with Butler is you talk about game get away. The game can get away from you so fast because they they have that spurtability where they can put points together in a hurry. They, they can score twelve to fifteen points in a minute and a half. They absolutely can. I mean, they did it in the last from the last forty seconds of the first half to the first three minutes of the second half. Fifteen zero run. They blew the game open. Yeah. It was over at that point, effectively, just from that little spurt. And I think that's the difference right now for Butler County. For Davis County, they were across the way and they took on McLean. Dominated the game. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the final score is not indi- does not indicate where it was at. I mean, defensively they put the clamp. This reminds me of the Apollo game on Friday where I saw Apollo. They didn't play. They didn't play poorly. They played pretty good. And Davis County just blew the doors off because they played near perfect basketball. And I think that's what Davis County did here for three quarters. Did they did they finish well? Did they finish strong in the second half? No, but I think. They set the tone out of the gate and kind of put this game away. Phelps with 21, Watkins with 12, Revlet with 17, moves the Panthers to 21-5 and five on the year. What's scary about them is they're starting to play defensively on a string. Like, you know, when I saw them earlier this year against Owensboro and I had them in another game earlier, you could see the ability of Davis County, but it was a little bit discombobulated defensively. Now – through the year, Coach Hayden, Coach Payne have got them defensively playing on a string. And when they can lock you down defensively, they are so good offensively. And listen, there's no this is no disrespect to anybody out there. When we do get to the regional draw, if they're there, I'm really kind of hoping that Butler County and Davis County draw an opposite size of the bracket because I do think they are the two best teams in the region. Now, can they be upset? Absolutely. But I'd like to see them meet if they're going to meet. I'd rather see it be in a championship game than in a semifinals. You took the words. That's literally I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't mean disrespect to anybody, but this is the matchup. It I mean, is the matchup. Just, that's just all there is to it. I mean, and, and, and the fact that the game in the regular season got canceled makes it even just a little bit right. sweeter because nobody really knows how the matchup's going to go. You put all the chips on the line. And to me, this is the matchup. Like I, like last year, the matchup of the tournament, I thought, for me going in, was Owensboro and Kenyatta Carbon versus Butler and Ty Price. And you saw that in the semifinals, and it lived up to it. I thought it was Ohio in Ohio in Owensboro, and we got that in the very first right. round. Well, I, I thought it was the Butler game, because I, I knew Butler was going to try to run, and that's what Owensboro wants to do. Right. And that was going to be... That's why I didn't think it was a great matchup. Well, I know, but I'm, that's, that's the game nobody was running say. with Kenyatta But what I'm saying, year. we also know this, that we can tell you who the matchup is, that is the matchup of the tournament, 
And it's not very often you get that in a championship game. It Usually, really ain't. a lot of times they'll draw on the same side of the bracket, or somebody gets upset. Well, they better it's, win the both. They better both win district, so that that can handle the worry of having that game in an opener because we don't want that. No, I can but, tell you that. Yeah, yeah, but but but, but, but here's the thing. At the same time. I just want it. Whether it's the opener, whether it's the semi. I want to see it. But realistically, the championship, I think, is where these two And that place would be electric. You know, Morgantown would be there. Morgan Field would be there. Litchfield (laughs) would be there for Steve. (laughs) That place, and and Davis County hadn't been in that position in a long time. Wow, yeah. And then it would be electric. The sports center would be absolutely electric. Yeah, and we'll see if there's any shakeup in the uh, Owensboro Health Top 10 next week. Henderson falls to Evansville Christian, uh, and they got Butler on Saturday. So we're going to learn a little more as the week rolls on. like these measuring stick games late in the season. Well, they got them on Friday against Oldsboro. We get another third region getting, measuring stick. Yeah, it's getting getting close to tournament time. We'll break it right there when we come back. We'll continue with the uh, scoreboard here, the Pizzo scoreboard. We run down plenty of boys' uh, action last night. A lot of girls' action as well. Live at 5, 1027 the game. Local sports at its finest, live at 5, with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 the game. Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner, Vic Evans here in the Floor Concept Studios. Plenty of more high school action to dive into. As I love it, man. We're getting late in the season. Teams are kind of jockeying, kind of putting their resume out there. Resume builder type games is what these are. And Catholic took on one of the hottest teams in the region last night. I mean, from a distance, I'm wanting the scoreboard watch this one. And the Aces handle business. 67-48 over Breckenridge County. Ends the Fighting Tigers' five-game winning streak. Bikeman with 17. Evil Hair with 13. He had Poole with 12 for Breck. Moves Catholic to 17-7 and on the year as Breck falls to 13-11. and And as a measuring stick game, I wanted to know, this team's been playing so much better. Are they a top-five team? Are they a team that can maybe go win a game or two even at the regional tournament? And I think this is a little bit of a setback for Breck. And for me, Catholic just continues to, to, to exceed expectations. Well, here's the thing. I know the expectations for Catholic for a lot of people were down, but I don't think this team gets credit enough for how athletic they are. I mean, Luke Bikeman is an unbelievable athlete. Tut Carico. I mean, the guy ran. The guy caught nineteen hundred yards and thirty touchdowns. I mean, come on. I mean, and so they. I think people think Catholic and they see that Griffin left and Webb left and you know and, and Parker Gray and they're thinking, you know, you, you got Vince Carico in the middle and he's just a, a, a blundering linebacker. This team is a lot more athletic than you think with with Bikeman and Frick and Sully. Carico and Sully Smith and Carruthers. And so they're better than what we gave them credit for. This team is a team, if I was going to say, you know, we talk about Davis County Butler being the front runners, and we want to say, if there's a team that might throw something in the, you know, a, a ball bearing in there and kind of break things up, if they can get past Owensboro, watch out for Owensboro Catholic. Because not only that, you got Coach Riley and his entire, like his, his offensive lineman. I mean, he's got like a, He's he's like a football coach over there. They got like a position coach over there at the bench for every position on the floor. Yeah, they got like seven, seven good ones too. Yeah. And they're all a couple of Apollo guys over there that I'm big fans of over there on the bench for the Aces. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was it's a good effort, and they continue never bet against Tim Riley in the postseason. No. Is what I've learned covering him around the third region. But uh, it's back to the drawing board a little bit for Breck, and I'm looking forward to seeing Catholic in Ohio County. Tomorrow, another resume builder type of game where two teams I think match up very well against. They each do, other. and this is a game for me. I want to see Ohio County bounce back. 
I think this is a better matchup for them. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I think they I, will. And They'll I play think, better. And I'm not. There's never a, a like a must win, but for me, if they're gonna be a true regional title contender. I think they need to win this game against Cali, just from my own viewpoint. If I think from their from their you know confidence standpoint, I think that if they even if they lose, that they they got to they got to play well. Because I thought the second half, I did not think they played very well last night. Another guy, Draymond Carruthers, you mentioned, starting to log some more minutes. The freshman they had a huge game that, against Owensboro, knocking shots down. He's got to watch down the stretch because he's one that we haven't seen a ton of through the first half of the season. And he could be a difference maker well, for Catholic. And, he, and you know he's got ice cold bla- uh, blood in his bl- in his veins. I mean, you you got you got fourth and forty fourth and a hundred, and he steps out there. And I'm sitting there going, call a timeout because you get game. Brady back in the game. Yeah. He just says, "Hey, Coach Morris, don't need a timeout. I'm gonna step up and throw a 50 yard touchdown pass and change this entire state championship game." Yeah, Christian County uh, moving on the scoreboard. Christian County takes down Owensboro in a, in a heartbreaker for the Devils, 58-56. Owensboro's played. You know, they're they're struggling right now to get wins, but they're also playing really good teams. So, it's you know, Bowling Green. I don't know that anybody in the region beats them. You know, uh, Harrison. I know nobody in the region beats Evansville-Harrison. There are not many teams in the state of Kentucky or the state of Indiana that's going to beat Harrison. What, they're like two, like break two in the state of Indiana. Exactly. And in Christian County, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a tough game. And so at the end of the day, I have a hard time holding them too accountable. But I do think for their own, like you said, self-confidence, they need to win a couple of these. The problem is you got Henderson coming in on Friday. Henderson, That's going to be another tough Butler one. Butler next week to close the seat. I mean, it's it's not going to get any easier, which Rod Drake's going to have them battle-tested heading into that district game. They always are, and uh, looking forward to it. Grayson County takes down uh, John Harden, 76-56. Jack Logston led the game with 20. Martin, the Martin kid shooting the lights out. He, he had is. a great game against Butler. He had 16 last night. And uh, Langdon with 13 as Grayson County moves to 14 and 11 on the season. And then uh, Apollo, big win last night. It for was the a Eagles. big win. I'll tell you, this is one I, I kind of had circled to see measuring stick-wise where the young Eagles were at. I know they struggled in the middle part a little bit, uh, maybe hitting that freshman wall. Uh, but hats off to them for competing. And I know Muhlenberg's record is only you know 6 and 18 coming in last night. But that's also a team that's played an absolute gauntlet of a schedule. I think it tells you where the program is uh, going for the Apollo Eagles. Powers had 18, Jarbo with 16, Henning with 13, Maddox Jernigan led the way for uh, Muhlenberg with 16. But you know, looking at this Apollo program, the, the host hat comes off, the Eagle hat comes on, and I'm excited, man. I mean, they're one win away. They got three left. All they got to do is win one more, and they're guaranteed a winning season for the first time since 2017. I don't care who you played. Let's just be honest. Where this program's been over the past few years, I don't care. The schedule's a little softer. The record wouldn't be the same. This this coaching staff has done a really good job getting these young Eagles playing a lot better. Go look at the the schedule of the last four or five years. You weren't even beating the teams that you were supposed to beat on your schedule. You They're lost. eight and eight in region. Right. I don't think they've won eight regional games in the last five years. No, and, and, and like I said, no offense because we love White's Vegas, but like you lost five straight to Trinity. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like even people that were supposedly you. Know, if you had told an Apollo fan in '98 they were going to lose five straight to Trinity, they would never have believed it. You were twenty-one and like one thirty. 
in like the last six years. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So no, and, anytime and to immediately you come, put the stamp on it. Yes. Like, I think every. I think anybody from the outside would have said, "Hey, you win eleven or twelve games this year. It's a smashing success." No, I would have said, "If you have a winning record, you're going to be right there in the hunt for coach of the year." Yeah, and there's a chance you finish seventeen and twelve. I mean, there's a chance. You're, you're favored in every game the rest well, of the way. I can tell you right now, if Apollo wins 17 games, the Coach of the Year award, I've already voted for that. I mean, I mean <laughs> you hadn't won 17 games in like the last four years combined. Right. No, I know. And, and, and so it's. It, I just don't want – I don't want everybody, oh, they just haven't played. No. And I'm telling you, from an Eagles standpoint, there's building blocks being put in place with a young group, and they're winning games ahead of schedule, as Tyrone Young would say. We'll move it to Meade. They beat Bethlehem 77-54. How about Garrett Hardesty? 31 points, and then Hayden Schaus, super sophomore with 24 mead, 12 and 13, and sneaky. They're sneaky. They are. This is a team, I watched them play, they dominated Breck for three quarters and then just kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter and Breck went on a great run. This is a team, if they get to the regional tournament, and, and you know, bring the, it. Well, yeah, not only that, you know, like you know, Brex probably the favorite. Brex beat them twice, and I'm not going to say they're not going to win the district. But if they are a runner up in the district, and you're one of the district winners that draw them, whether it be the ninth, the tenth, or the twelfth, that's a sneaky game that you have to worry about in that first game at Especially the sports center. Physical as Shouts is down low, and then and then with the the guards that can score it. I mean, uh, Johnson and Hardesty can absolutely score the basketball there for Coach Trippier and the Waves Trinity. Gets their second win of the season, 77-65 over Heritage Christian. Hayden Hall's playing really well as he of is. late. 25 points for him. Connor Hatfield with 17 for the Raiders. Edmondson County gets to 11-13 and 13 with the win over Marion County. And then Cloverport, the Aces, with their fourth win of the season, 43-38 over Foundation Christian. The cold weather Holt show last yeah, night. Yeah, I mean, you we talk about underrated players. I'm going to give you. I'm going to ask you a question here, Stephen. And it's not. And it's not cold weather Holt because he's okay. always in the top right. ten. Right. But if I was to ask you, because it's probably going to go out today or tomorrow on the graphic, is who is the field goal percentage leaders in the region on the boys and girls side? Could you name them? Probably not. No, I don't. think The girls, so. I think you could if you think about it. We talked it, about it recently. Is it Carrie Ann Williams? No. Jenna Dant. No. They're Zoe, both up there. Zoe Bean. No. Man. You got all the top I'm ten. Striking though. out. Man. They're all in the top ten. What's going Number on? Number one in the girls' side. No. Ah. Number one on the girls' side. Now you were right. Listen, you were close because you put me on the spot. I did. I did put you on the oh, spot. Man. Brooklyn Stewart is tied for ten. Who's one? Number one, Jenna Dant's fourth. Okay. Number one. Jenna Crampy shooting sixty nine point three percent yesterday. Sixty nine point three percent. It's been a rough day. I'm going to be honest. Carolyn Lucas is number two at the guard position. Oh, I don't doubt that she gets downhill as well as anyone. Yeah. she gets to the rim. On the boys, I'd have never guessed this. I'd, I'd have told you it was Keaton Hughes or Lawson Rice. They're two and three. Number one, Joshua Decker. No, number one. Wyatt Gavel from Edmondson oh, County, right school. shooting sixty-five percent from the field, nice. and that's with a hundred attempts. Okay, there you go, Edmondson County. You know, I guess the Edmondson County Wildcat and got the wrong one. Hey, again. So, uh, interesting. I'm glad you put me on the spot. Let's go to the girls' side. Okay. Speaking of Jenna Crampy, her team last night took down the Purples. Anytime. We can get any kind of win over any Bowling Green school. Boys, girls, it don't matter. 
I'm certainly taking it. Hats off to Coach Robertson. Thank I'll take you. it in marbles. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how no, we've got archery. lately. Yeah. Just give me some wins, give over, me some wins over bowling. I don't green. care. Cooper and Johnson with or, yeah, Cooper and Johnson with 15 each. Randolph had 10 as the Lady Aces moved to 21 and 4. About, I know that's going to be a great matchup and it's going to be a good girls' regional, but I really start to think like this Owensboro Calicai girls team is starting to separate themselves from the rest of the region. No, they're, yeah, they are. They are, and we're going to true or false may have something okay. in there with All right. it. Grayson County 11 straight now. How yeah, about that? Well. Big fourth quarter. 14 to 2 over Muhlenberg in the fourth quarter to get a 47-39 win. Bree Jones, our player of the week, had 18. Perkins with 14. And then Brooklyn Stewart, our Mustang of the week, 14 for, for her. And don't get out don't forget to get out there and vote for them. Because right now you're letting Perry Central run rats around you. Are they really? Yeah, they're up there again. Perry Central's gonna win it back to back weeks, guys. You gotta get out there Indiana and vote. Indiana is gonna outvote us. 1027thegame.com. Get out there and Go vote. Go vote. 1027thegame.com. Henderson took down Breck. Uh, Lady Tigers dropped to 18 and 8. Bethlehem defeated a shorthanded me team. As we know, Bab had 17. They dropped to 17 and 9. And then a game we got to see firsthand Butler County takes down Ohio County 54 41. Want to take a second to say I've watched Butler County two nights in a row now, once uh, courtesy of K105, once in person last night. I can't be more impressed with Coach Belcher. No. They, they see, run good stuff. They I mean, do. And- they're always. Year after year, we, we write them off. It's like, okay, they lost this girl, this girl, this girl. They're going to take a hit. And every year, they just keep winning. So, and that, that's a that's a sign of a good of a well-coached program. I wanted to give a shout-out to Coach Belcher. Yeah, she's done a great job. And, and I was really impressed. I thought they played really hard last night. I mean, it wasn't, a, it, it wasn't the cleanest game, but they played hard. They run great stuff. And with Ava Wilson, you've got a, a great shot. And I think that's a team that you have to watch out for. I will give you a quick update, Steve. She led the way with 13, by the way. Yeah, she Wilson. did. Yeah, Perry's right there. But you know who's making a big run right now? I'm going to get up to this, him. Huh? Yeah. All right. I mean, they're still voting. You can they vote all the way voting. to Friday. Yeah, keep voting. Who, who's making a run? Grayson County's now oh, in the lead. Okay, Bria Jones. Oh, in the lead. In You're the giving lead. that information. They took out. over. Yeah, they took over the lead. It looks like. Well, it's pretty close. I'm just looking at the bars. Man. So, but but Perry's right there. Grayson's right there. Those two are dominating right now. Hancock's still up there. Better Muhlenberg's coming on. Where's McLean at? What happened? McLean got out to vote for one week and I now guess. they faded I out. I don't know. And, you know, but uh, McLean is huh. they're, they're, they're there. Respectable. But, but but Grace is making a big push. And once again, the Owensboro schools, you uh, guys, you guys vote like you, you know, man. like you know. That's crazy. I expected Kennedy Lane. I know they get get out to vote well. Yeah, I expected a big turnout for Kennedy Lane. They got to pick it up. Got it. Got to pick and it up. In Butler County too, with Ty Price, you got to yeah. pick it up. I think he's got like four votes. If we could just get half the people that were in the gym last night to vote for Ty, he'd be in the mix. He'd be right there. Come on, we'll come back. We'll do a little true or false, courtesy of Above All Roofing, live at five one zero two seven. The game. And now, more Live at Five with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at Five, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Stephen A. Turner, Vic Evans here in the Floor Concept Studios. Time for a little above all roofing, true or false. Yeah, go see Chris Estes over there. I love the commercial, especially when it leads right out of the show, like the first break, because it feels like we're still in the show. And you're like, hey, Chris. And yeah. it's like, oh, there's Vic uh, yeah. talking to Chris. It's been a great partner of ours. Make sure you go see Chris Estes, whether it be roofing, windows, gutter, siding, he'll take care of you. No doubt about it. And let's move it now. True or false, UK will still be playing on the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. False. They're losing in the first two rounds. I think they're going to be a seven or eight seed, which means they'll play a one or two seed in mm. round two. Mm. 
I'm going to say true. Okay. I think they're a Sweet 16 team. And if they're not, I'm going to burn it to the ground. (laughs) True or false? Peyton Bradley's unfortunate injury has now opened the door for a potential different third region player of the year. 50-50. Now listen. So it's true. It's it's opened the door. It's opened the door a little bit. That's unfortunate. Injuries, like we talked about. With Lily Roberts, would have been, I think she would have been the female athlete of the year if she could if didn't have the unfortunate. I hate it, now, honestly. Right it, now, right now, in my mind, because we all we have whole voting people that do this. Peyton Bradley is still my vote for Player of the Year. She played long enough. The numbers she put up, she's in the top ten in the in the third region stat leaders from Vineyard Primary Care. She's top ten in, in the a, state, yeah, in, a, in almost every category you can find. Yes. Yeah, so, but there are some ladies who are in the mix, whether it be Haley Johnson, who's played right great. There. It starts right and now, there. And we've always put so much for us in our voting, we put tournament time gives you a little bit of kick. Oh, there's no doubt. There's more so, emphasis in tournament So game. if Haley Johnson was to come out and just go bananas and have an unbelievable district tournament and third region tournament and lead Calicot to the third region championship where she is by far and away the player of the of the of the region of the regional tournament MVP kind of like Kenyatta Carbon was last yes, year yes. then I think I would have to think about my vote right now my vote is still Peyton Bradley cuz the numbers she put up before she got hurt were unreal I'm 100% on board with that take and I think most of the people who would be voting would be as well we'll see how it ends up playing out but I do think it opens the door I do it does it's, it's, a cra- it's cracked yeah and uh, the, the the report yesterday the Woj bomb true or false the Warriors trading for LeBron would have been good for the NBA um false I mean I LeBron's like, oh, it's true. I mean, I, maybe. I mean, the Warriors. It would have piqued your interest a little to see put, LeBron yeah, playing with Steph Curry. That would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in, you know, the, the, the Warriors. The Lakers are a complete afterthought. And so are the Warriors now. Right. I yeah. mean, they're both, you know, the Strange. Warriors right now are are fighting to get into that, you know, play in tournament for the, for the playoffs. I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't either, but I know <laughs> I check the standings every now and then, and they're, they're outside trying to get into the play in. So, yeah, it, you're right. It's true. It would have been, at least piqued my interest True or watch. false, Steve has looked at the NBA standings once this season. False. <laughs> That's exactly Guarantee right. It. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible product. But it, I think it would have helped the NBA. I think the casuals, maybe like me, that don't really pay much attention to it, maybe would have checked it out. Well, the problem LeBron is when instead. you let a guy catch the ball at half court and he and he doesn't have to dribble. and right. he, and he not, yeah. and No, he doesn't have to shoot a layup. He doesn't have to dribble. He gets to the rim and somehow shoots a step-back three-pointer and there's no walk called. I can't watch the product. It's the James Harden version of the NBA. True or false, Andy Reid is now the best coach in the history of the NFL. No, that's false, but give him one more Super Bowl, then I would have to think about it because, you know. I, he's, I, he's climbing the ladder. He's climbing right? the ladder. I agree and, with and, that. and I think, and I know this is going to sound weird, I think Bill Belichick's just a tad overrated. I think I think he's hurt his legacy and what's happened without Brady. Right. So, but I don't think you can the say G- that about, I don't think you can say that about Reed in the sense No, he that, won with Rodney Pete. He won with Alex Smith. Right. And I, I mean, mean he, he didn't win at the highest level. He didn't win the Super Bowl. No, but he took, but he, he took Rodney Pete to, or, you know, he took, or not, uh, Donovan McNabb to I four I straight. Say, I'm trying to think of when he played with Rodney. Okay, Donovan. I, mean, I, think he, I think he also coached yeah. Rodney Pete, but I mean, he took Donovan McNabb to four straight NFC championships, got him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, he, you know, he won the playoffs. He got to the playoffs with Alex Smith. You know, right. as his quarterback, it certainly helps you have a generational talent at quarterback. It does, and but, that's Belichick or Reed, right? Does Andy Reed have three Super Bowls with Alex Smith at quarterback? 
No. No, but he may have one. I don't think so. Well, I, I mean, don't think they know. sniff it, to be and honest. And I'm just thinking, you know that, to me, but personality right there, makes a it, little bit too. That sets it right up. True or false, staying with the Chiefs. By the time he's done, Patrick Mahomes will be the greatest player that's ever played. Uh, it depends. I, I want to say that's true. I don't think he catches Brady with the total number of Super Bowls, but the things that he can do that Brady can't do, if he gets to five or six, I would have him rated ahead of Brady. I think it hurts him a little bit, the performances versus Brady, head to head. Now, he was younger then. Of course, Brady was seasoned. Yep. But I do think people can always – you know, you don't get that with LeBron and Jordan. You don't get to look back and say, oh, well, they did face off Listen, in a couple finals. We said you know? it when they were going to meet in the Super Bowl that when you – like th- th- 10 years from now – It will have impact. Because, yep. because you get that one-upping, you know, Brady – gets another one and you don't get Mahomes one, it's probably going to keep you from catching him. And then Brady can always look back and go. But if you're asking me if I could have one quarterback to start my team with of any quarterback in history right now, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't disagree with that. Let's go back to high school. Okay. True or false? The over-under for the amount of boys teams that can win the third region tournament is two. It's a push. Because I think it's two. Two. I think it's two. There you go. What about... True or false, do the same thing on the girl's okay. side. It's also two. Uh, I'm going to go false. You think it's one? I think it's one. I think there's one team that's completely – now, I will say this. I don't know. I can't I say will... one in tournament time because anything can happen. Anything can happen. But you would bet the one. Yes. But the over-under wouldn't be one, would it? Or would it? It would probably Maybe be one, it and, it'd be okay, one and a half. That's fair. It would be one and a half. All right, that's fair. Here, here, here's what I'm going to say. The well, one team – Two and a half is what I should have set the boys at. Right. Is that true? Uh, two and a half, I would have gone under. It had been right. two. two. Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to say this. I think the one team that gives the team that I think is the best team on the girls' side the toughest matchup is very unhealthy right now. And the problem is I don't know if they get everybody back and ready to play. Right. And can they get to the regional tournament? Because the one team they don't match up well with is who they drew in the first round of the district. I think the toughest matchup out there for Catholic is a healthy Owensboro team. Yeah. No, it, it, it's been proven, I yeah. think. So, I mean, you know, we'll see. But the injury bug has really put a damper on things for me. I hate it. Oh, yeah. I hate it for the kids first and foremost. But as a fan, just it's – Just looking to the I superstar was, power I was not so looking forward to the girls' tournament and that girls' semifinals, if you get it right, that it would be the best night. We talked about it. It may be the best night of the entire tournament. We've seen the matchups, and yeah, there's. I don't think. And, you can and, and that's, it. Got, that's been lost with the injury. And as a fan, that's disappointing. Like I said, I hurt for the kids Disapp- more. Right. But is. as a fan, it's very disappointing. No doubt. And uh, we'll move it now. How about uh, this weekend? NASCAR makes its debut. Actually, it makes the duels will be on uh, tomorrow Thursday. night. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, there on WVJS. But then this weekend, Daytona 500. True or false, Chase Elliott not only bounces back, but he's a Final Four driver this year. True. I think it's a lock. I, I, could be, I mean, it's a Hendrix Motorsports car. It's gonna be. He's going to be well-equipped. If he doesn't get it done, there will be some questions. And knowing that, Hendrix Motorsports may have – I wouldn't be surprised to say they have three people in the Final Four. They had two last mm. year. Why not add Chase? Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to bet against Larson. He's one of the best there is. And then – and then Byron. I've become a William Byron guy. He runs the late models. Chase did last night down at New Smyrna. So those are my guys, man. I, I, and I'm a Chase Elliott guy. Ross Chastain wins the Daytona 500. Oh, I like it. I get, as long as we can smash some watermelons. Bush Light, number I'm all one. For it. He's become I like I, he's my NASCAR guy. I like, I like I'm Chastain. A Max, I'm a Max guy in Formula One. I like it. I, you know, I, I, you know I, 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 I haven't picked an any guy yet, but if I had to pick one, I, you know, it may be Grosjean. 
I was I'm, I'm looking to, to try to, to 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 see how to ask these. I'm gonna go national first, circle back to local, and then we're out. All right, go. With pitchers and catchers reporting, switching to baseball uh-huh. on both sides, the Yankees bounce back and make a run into the ALCS at least. I still think they need to get another pitcher. For me, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're an ALCS team. I don't think so. I think they needed another pitcher, and, I, and the boom, problem is Boris is holding boom, those guys out. The Yankees have the Cal effect. I don't trust Boone. I don't trust Cashman. I just don't trust the organization to live up to the potential. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they, they need I'm another starter. They, they they have to get another starter for me. Last one, really fast. True or false? Will Strode is the preseason favorite to third region player of the year. Uh, false. Not Ooh, for me. Who, who is it? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the beaten path a little bit here, and I'm gonna go. Brady Atwell has a monster year at catching the and favorite. The favorite. Will Strode's the favorite. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I couldn't agree to that. Live at five, Stephen A. Turner tells you. He probably is. I mean, he's the, he's him and Cook, one and one A. I, mean, I would he's say, one yeah. One of the best I, offensive I, players in the region. Right, as well is. as his defense. And, and the closer. And uh, I, I would probably lean towards, I think, the most important player. And, and listen, I, I, <laughs> you are that Catholic shirt over there. You are a Catholic <laughs> homer, man. I just had to Holy put a shirt cow. on today. I love Brady. But we got him to him in football. It's a new, it's a new season. <laughs> I know. Hey, don't don't sleep on. There's a couple down at Muhlenberg oh, you is not a, sleep yeah. on. Well, Kerry is start right at the top of that right. list for me. But yeah. that, we better wrap it up. We'll come back, get a little Wesleyan talk in. Before we get out of here, live at 5, 1027 The Game. Local sports at its finest, live at 5 with Stephen A. Turner and Vic Evans on 102.7 The Game. Live at 5, brought to you by Foreman Watson Holtry, FWHlegal.com. Taking you home here on a Wednesday. It's a Wesleyan Wednesday, but before we get to that, I think during the break we had some discussion. We did. When when I first said false, I had a mind and I lost the name, so Brady came out. Not that Brady won't be in the discussion. We're still in basketball mode. Eli DeBoer from Muhlenberg County is my pick to be player of the year. You you said that, and I... I don't disagree. I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm not saying he's the favorite, but I'm, he's definitely in the mix yeah, of, right. coming off the year he had last year. It's Wesleyan Wednesday. We're going to talk about Trebekah tomorrow. Congrats, Shiloh Hoosier, G-Mac record for steals. All-time All G-Mac time. record. Yes. The mini glove. The mini glove. Two hundred. Hoosier, man. How about that? And we're going to talk women's and men's tomorrow, get you set for Trebekah. Two monster games on WBIO tomorrow. But – the regional rankings are coming out. I yes. hear tomorrow. Tomorrow's why. See, I just I was wondering. I'm, I, I'm looking I, every day. I, I saw something that said two fifteen. I don't know if that's true or not. I but we'll be. find out. I've been. I mean, I don't know where they're at. I and mean, we got to get these things out. Let's predict them. Okay. Let's go because you want to know what if the Panthers men are in or out right now. And let's start where my predictions, and then we'll see if you agree. Okay. At the one spot, Walsh. You're talking about for all regional Midwest? rankings. No, at the Midwest? one spot is Northern Michigan. I don't think so. I'm gonna go. If north. you look at the top 25, Walsh is right there, ranked 28th in the country. You look at right all now. the computer rankings, and Northern Michigan's inside the top 25, and about 20 spots ahead of Walsh. Walsh is two games better. I'm just telling Northern you, Northern Michigan 19 and six. I got Indy at two. Uh, Northern Michigan at three. I'm gonna go Northern. That conference is terrible. Yeah, well, I'm gonna outside go, the first three teams, it's, it's all bad. losing records. Right. I'm gonna go Northern Michigan. I will go Indy, and I will go Walsh top three. So we went. We we just flipped, inverted the top three. Right at four, Ashland. No, I don't think Ashland's ahead of Westland. Oh, they will be. I don't think they're so. ahead of them in the point standings in the GMAC. And that, By like one the, point. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but they're ahead you of look them. at it. You look at them. I think in one of the computer rankings I looked, Ashland was ahead of Westland, and the other one, Ashland was behind Westland. Who, who you got it for? I'm going to probably go Lake like Superior State, Fair State, or like no Fair State. Fair State's lost three of four. I, I looked know. this up today. 
17 and 6, but they've lost 3 of 4. And I don't I don't disagree. They've been overrated all year. Right. I'm going to go Fair State next. All right. I'll go Lake Superior at 16 and 6. I would have Wesleyan at 6 or 7. I'm going to have them at 7 cuz I've got Upper Iowa's going to be in there too. Upper Iowa's they've lost, lost three a straight. I know, but the computer loves them. Well, I I don't love them. I know. And and, and William Joel either at 15 No, and I eight. don't either. Cedarville they're all right there. I'll go Wesleyan at seven, and we, you're on a, on board with that. Seven. I got them at when, seven. When the too. rankings roll yes. out tomorrow. And here's my other question: Is what's going to be interesting on this? Is I think the GLVC is going to get three teams in. I agree with that. Now it comes down to whether it's Walsh, Westland, and of course how they finish. But you got Walsh, Westland, and Ashland, who I think are the best teams in the GMAC. Then on the other side, you got Northern Michigan, uh, Superior State, and, and Fair State. State. Which of those conference gets the third one in, and which only gets two? I would I would say the Gleak is in trouble. I, th- I think Gleak only gets two because the conference is terrible. It is bad. You have to factor that in. If your fourth best team has a losing record, the GMAC don't have that. But the problem you have is Wisconsin Park. Parkside has a GMAC win. Fair State beat like every GMAC team they played this year. Uh, like the the the, the top the teams, head to head. the top teams of the G, of the of the GLIAC have beat the GMAC schools in the regular season. The, so we'll see. It stinks because we got a bunch of people in the room doing what we're doing right now to determine if these teams are tournament teams or not. All but, I know is Westland's a tournament team. We're completely out of time. We'll do it again tomorrow, live at five. You've been listening to Live at Five on 1027 The Game. Special thanks to Foreman Watson Haltry for sponsoring the preceding broadcast. FWHlegal.com. Tune in next time for Live at Five on 1027 The Game.